Hey guys, this is Dustin from Music the Lifeblood. Real quick, I want to tell you guys about my favorite Midwestern record store, Indie CD and Vinyl, located at 806 Broad Ripple Ave in the throbbing Broad Ripple neighborhood of Indianapolis, Indiana. They've got stacks of wax, metal, hardcore, punk rock, reggae, crazy electronic shit that you've never even heard of that you got to check out. Indie CD and Vinyl has it all. You can find these guys on Facebook and Twitter at Indie CD and Vinyl. Go check them out. Indie CD and Vinyl, where the music is at. Hey folks, Big Jake here just to take a minute and remind you that Music the Lifeblood is not a politically correct podcast. So the following episode might have some colorful commentary on the subjects at hand. Listener discretion is advised. Sitting around with time to kill. If we don't do it, then no one will. Our eyes are cold, our thoughts are old. Fifteen minutes till we lose control. You are now listening to Music, the Lifeblood. Generation behind, going nowhere's just fine. Maybe tonight's the night we die. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Music the Lifeblood. I am your very humble host, Dustin. This is an extra, ultra, mega special edition of the Music the Lifeblood podcast. Why? Because Vinnie Vincent. That's why. Big Jake and I have long been fascinated by the man, the myth, the shredding legend, Vinnie Vincent. But before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to give you guys a quick heads up. This is a two-parter, so I want you to stay tuned to the Music the Lifeblood podcast feed for for part two. And if you happen to be listening to part two before you've listened to part one, go back and listen to part one. It's like we're time traveling. It's going to be exciting. So on with the show. Big Jake, what are we, what are we talking about? Today, we're having discussing a topic that often comes up. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, the onk, <laughs> Mr. Vinny Vincent himself. <laughs> The Howard Hughes of Kiss, if you will. <laughs> right, right. All right, so we've uh, we've uh, unofficially, officially, I don't even know, uh, named Vinny in the world of music, the lifeblood. We have appointed him to <laughs> the fictitious governmental position <laughs> of head propagandier of disinformation. Yep. If uh, if you want to know what that is, flip back in the queue, watch the Metal Ambassadors, the Agro yep. Ambassadors, or listen to that episode, just so you can get a little bit of backstory. Anyway, here's the rundown. Um, I've been fascinated with Vinnie Vincent, former guitarist of Kiss, uh, the dude that formed the Vinnie Vincent Invasion, mm-hmm. um, Shredder Extraordinaire. I've been fascinated with this man since I was a child. And I am now also in... Fascinated by this man yes, since I've been I've, on this podcast. And, I, and I've just sort of scooted Big Jake along <laughs> in that fascination. So, yeah, I thought it was high time that we do an episode on this guy. It's, this is true. Right? It's high high time indeed. High high time or high tide? Well, high tide raises all ships. High time is... Fuck it, whatever. It's like the, <laughs> it's like the witching hour. That's that's what I sure. Think it whatever, is. it's fine. All right, so yeah, it's the Vinnie Vincent episode of Music the Lifeblood. Yep. Um. Okay. Right off the bat, we should probably preface this a bit with with the fact that we've 
We've done the research. And by we, I mean you. <laughs> You've done the research. <laughs> You've dug and dug and dug and dug. I and have. made phone I calls have. and uh, emails. I have, and- yeah. Now, that said, I will say that um, we're not the Music the Lifeblood as an entity, a podcast. We're definitely not the be-all, end-all of knowledge when it comes to Vinnie Vincent. I think no, the Decibel Geek no. podcast and Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro have... I've got you covered way more than we ever will be. Yeah. Um, In the most, the most professional sense of podcasting, Decibel Geek has got the shit on lockdown. Indeed. They're they're the ones kind of spilling the knowledge (laughs) out into the Vinnie Vincent fan base. So if you get an opportunity, just Google Decibel Geek podcast, Vinnie Vincent, you'll be able to find it. Chris Sinzak has done numerous interviews with people that have came and go, um, came and went, and played with and worked with and all that stuff with Vinnie Vincent. So just heads up, there's that. Mm-hmm. There's that as a resource. I think this episode for us is just more about us fangirling. Basically. Over yeah. over Vinnie Vincent. Basically. And yeah, just discussing thoughts and things like that. So please don't expect this. If you're expecting this to be as good as the Decibel Geek episodes, stop. <laughs> Because it's not, it's not even going to be anywhere near as thorough. So there's a there's a certain kind of fuckery when it, when it comes. Yeah, to- I don't think I think that just goes with every episode for right. us. Like fuckery is on the to do list every time. <laughs> Things to do today: laundry, yard work, fuckery. <laughs> That's every day. Something's something's fucky. Something's fucky. Something's fucky in here. <laughs> All right. All right. So before we dive in to the meat and potatoes of the episode, I want to let you know the music the lifeblood has a Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Google that shit. We want all your money. It's an opportunity for you to become a patron for Music the Lifeblood. You can give us your money anywhere from one dollar to five hundred, but let's be honest. Most five hundred's nuts. Most <laughs> of you are gonna fall in the one to ten dollar bracket stickers buttons harassing phone calls things like that the fact that that's a reward is funny it is the fact that like i if that's what you pick <laughs> that's i'm a little concerned that's the one you get <laughs> yeah. i want to go with the voicemail option good right. good luck to you all right <laughs> stand by <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then on top of that, obviously, Music the Lifeblood has a YouTube presence. Vinyl Thursday, the sort of weekly show that I host, as long as I'm not completely <laughs> like too busy, as long as I'm not too burnt out. Uh, music reviews, album reviews, just random shit that I'm doing, that sort of thing. And obviously, conversations from the pit with Music the Lifeblood's own third man in the field, Mr. John Carter, the third, the third bald man. There you go, the third bald man. And then we want to let you know. Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, yep. we're all there. Now, let's take a quick break, and then on to the fuckery. Are you on Facebook? I bet you probably lay in bed for hours mindlessly scrolling through bullshit being posted by people that you hardly know and probably don't care about. Well, break up the monotony of a bunch of dumbasses whining about shit you don't care about and go like Music the Lifeblood on Facebook. That way, you can get some meaningful metal, hardcore, and punk rock shit in your news feed. Facebook.com backslash Music the Lifeblood. Motherfucker! Big Jake, yes. Your thoughts on Mr. Vincent? 
Ah, man. Oh. You need to oil this stool. You do. You do. Squeaky. Um, I don't know. He's fascinating. Um, just the fact that he's just basically disappeared, just walked off the planet and not just just walked off into the Egyptian winds. See, that's that's the weird thing about it, though. Like, he's probably just sitting in his living room. Oh, he's probably just chilling somewhere. You know? <laughs> but we don't know where he is. But yes, that's that's the most. From a from a fan standpoint, that is the absolute most frustrating thing about this is that I don't know what the fuck <laughs> you're doing where you're at. You didn't call me. You didn't come home. <laughs> you didn't write. You didn't come home. <laughs> Love them and leave them. It's fucking awful. I wrote you letters every day for a year. <laughs> it wasn't over for me, Vinny. <laughs> He's... Yeah, other than, you know, we had some shit pop up in the press. Bad shit. Bad shit. Bad shit. The worst kind Divorces of shit. Divorces and bankruptcy and <laughs> yes. dead animals in basements yes. and bad shit. Yes. It's, and it, I, I think I ultimately compounding the fascination. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. One of the things, let me, okay, here, I have a timeline. Oh, I bet you do. I, I bet that's a lot of pages you have today. <laughs> I had to go. I had to simplify it. I had to simplify it. It became too much. It became overwhelming. <laughs> you were over encumbered with at information. one point. I decided because we have we have the we have the dry erase board. Yeah, I decided we were we were going sans dry erase board for this episode because because the. The overwhelmingness was amplified once I put it to the once dry erase Once it was large board. on a dry erase it, board. It just became all the more daunting. You look like like a, like like the the ravings of a madman, like <laughs> things that were, aren't connected that are connected. All work and no play yeah. <laughs> makes Jack a doll boy. <laughs> I have a, I like I even I had a notebook. Like I I have a notebook filled with Vinnie Vincent notes. <laughs> The Vinny Notebook. <laughs> and I decided I'm leaving that in the other There's room. The music, the lifeblood notebook, and the Vinny Notebook. <laughs> the Vinny Notebook. All right. So anyway, yeah, we had some shit come and go in the press. Yeah. You know, we did. We did. There was uh there was a domestic dispute issue. Which, first of all, <clears throat> he is a tiny, tiny man. Not big. How? Okay. I just want to throw this out there. Yeah. Okay. When I watch the Boys Are Gonna Rock video, okay, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Kind of want to fuck Vinny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, looks hot. <laughs> and he's Caucasian, which is a surprise for you. What is Vinny? Because <laughs> he's, does, is he some kind of Asian? No. Because his last name is Cusano, so that's. So that sounds Italian. Some sort of Italian. Yeah, and I would say he's just very. Mediterranean. Just, yeah, just Mediterranean. Um, American something, Baba de Booby? something, but anyway, Baba de Booby. <laughs> <laughs> Baba de Booby. But the 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 most interesting thing there's a there's a sort of gender bending quality. He's very androgynous. Is be a good term, or he can be very. He androgynous. can be, yeah, because like sitting right here in front of us, we have the cover of uh, of Lick It Up. Yeah, he's on the front. Not he looks a little like uh, Tony. Uh, the guy from Who's the Boss? Tony Danza. Tony, little Tony Danza in that one. <laughs> Tony Danza with a quaff. That wig doesn't go good with it. But then, like, on the back of the Vinnie Vincent stuff that you have covered up by albums, he looks like <laughs> a lady. Like, he does not. He looks like poison. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They put like. they yeah they put the uh, <laughs> the dudes looking like chicks thing into overdrive. It, the makeup is thick. It's yeah. yeah. It's uh, I I mean I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty. <sighs> He's a pretty man. Still a still a dude. He's man pretty. He is man. He is man pretty. Man pretty. He is man pretty. Man this, pretty. Then this maybe has something to do with his decisions. <laughs> maybe something. Mm. We suspect, possibly mm. suspecting. There's just long been rumors. There's a long been rumors about his his androgynous Ness. tendencies. Yeah, yeah, that could be leading to some some issues personally. I mean, I've heard things. Oh, yeah, this is this is just the like rumor is all we know. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's that's... the there's the the gender reassignment rumor. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that was a gender. I didn't heard that. I just heard there was that. Some- that in and of itself, I feel like that's sort of been um, because because we have um, uh, singer from Life of Agony. Shit. I have no idea. Did the transition? Yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck. What is what is her name? I have no idea. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm, bl- I'm blanking. Anyway, singer of Life of Agony. Uh, uh, did the transition? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Laura Jane Grace. Okay. From against me. Okay. Transition. And I think the from a from a sociological standpoint, I think the I'm sure there's some people that are oh, <laughs> freaking out about it, but I think in sort of a way because we have those two people that are prevalent in like heavy music. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of you know Dull the sh- the sort of shock. We're also a pretty accepting group of people, generally. Yeah, yeah, so. heavy music fans. As long as, yeah, as long as you don't get famous, <laughs> you know, don't get with, too famous. Yeah, fuck if you. you get a lot of radio play, then you're fucking out. You know, <laughs> screw you, pal. But anyway, I'm just saying, like Laura Jane Grace and and what's her name from Life of Agony. That's sort of taken the shock and awe. Is that the best way to put it? I yeah, don't, don't want to sound. The, I don't want to sound crass or. Yeah, no. The, know, I mean, there there is some there is some like level of of whoa when that happens when you find out. But right. like, I mean, it's it's becoming more and more common. And when two people in the light have already done it, it's kind of like eh. I mean, I don't understand it, but it's, yeah. I'm not gonna. Not yeah, a deal. I like, think I think for the most part, I was like, you still gonna play guitar? Yeah, like, can you still play real fast? <laughs> like that's all I need. <laughs> this fucking. <laughs> Play the thing as long as I don't care. <laughs> can you play real fast? <laughs> you can be Veronica Vincent. I don't give a shit. Making me choke. <laughs> Vinny Vincent and Veronica Vincent. Just keep playing guitar. I don't care. Like, Would it be Veronica? No, probably not. That just went straight to my head. Unless he, unless he's really committed to keeping the the VVI thing, but they haven't put out an album since what, like ninety right. something. Is there uh is there a male is there a female version of Vincent? V- Victor v- You know, he like have Pat, Patricia. Yeah. V- Stacy with a EY versus Stacy yeah. with a Y. V- I don't think I can't think of Vinces. That's that's not a name. You made that up. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out that Vincennes. That's a that's a town. I know that's a, that's a city, but hmm hmm hmm. I mean, hmm. I'll go with Veronica. How would it? 
Okay, Veronica's the only V girl name we can think of. All right, anyway, 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 anyway. A lot of weird stuff. A lot of weird and questionable behavior Mm -hmm. on top of the weird. Curious behavior. No, there's some questionable behavior. Yeah. (laughs) There is some questionable behavior. Yeah, I just started thinking about it. I'm like, can you... There's just a lot of... There's a lot of instances of of people that have worked with Vinny that it just... Like, you can tell they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, what is... What happened? What... (laughs) What's your problem? Well, it's like reading that interview with uh, we read that I read that interview from uh, Bobby Rock, not to be confused with Bob Rock. Right, the recording. Big difference. Yeah, big difference. Bobby Rock was the drummer for Vinnie Vincent Invasion. Well, both albums or just the first one? Both. Both albums. Yeah. And like going through their recording process, just he his his, his experiences with Vinnie in the studio was he's like that of a madman, just like every like the the. <clears throat> All probably what I would consider uh, obsessive compulsive disorder was just like yeah that's what it came really across as. really yeah going strong what what Jake is talking about is this blog that uh, Bobby Rock did about about his time working on the first Vinnie Vincent Invasion album the the self titled album eighty six nineteen eighty six summer of eighty six yeah they recorded it in eighty five so yeah probably probably came out in eighty six was it in yeah they recorded it in eighty five came out in August of eighty six. Yeah, I still said 85 when they were, when, at least in that interview. Okay. So. All right. Well, there it is. Anyway, yeah. 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 If you get an opportunity, go read that. But um, it was December. Just, it was December of 85. Okay. Because they had, he had to fly back home to Houston for the holidays. Christmas break. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Sorry. Sorry. So anyway, it's uh, it's like a man possessed. It is. You know, he, like almost like Ahab. Anyone who is a drummer, which, you know, both of us are. So Hey-o. this is like, this rings true to like the nightmare and how terrible this would be yeah would be they uh, they Vinny had bobby record to a already automated drum machine like play through the entire song with the drum machine in his headphones and he had to get every single beat exactly perfectly in time to the point where it sounded like he was just playing a drum machine. Mm-hmm. So like it just sounds like a drum machine because he had to get it so perfect that it lacks that soul. Right. So like, but fluctuations in time. Three, and- yeah, three separate sessions across. I think he said two or three months where they had to go back in and re-record the entire thing, tracking and retracking. Yeah, the first time yeah. was because Vinny didn't like it. He said he after they started listening, started tracking the guitars. He kept he kept finding more and more and more discrepancies. To the point where at some time, at some point, they said they were telling him they were like, he's like, I don't like this kick beat here, and they would tell Vinny they were okay, we're gonna re-record it, and they wouldn't re-record it. They just have Bobby play, and then they'd play the same thing back, and he'd be like, yeah, that's way better. Let's move on. <laughs> so he was just, it's just OCD is all it is. Yeah. And like the second time, the label was like, this sounds like robotic horse shit. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> so they had to set the whole thing up again and do it a third time. It's it's just. And this man lived in Houston, had to fly to California every single time. Yeah. I think I'm, it's kind of like, um, like I said, Ahab. Yeah. It's like yeah. fucking Ahab after his whale. Yeah. You know, He's like, gotta find like it. so singularly possessed. Yeah. It's in, in some ways I'm all like, he's a maniacal genius. Ah! Yeah. But yeah. on the other hand, I'm all like, that's sad. Come in, it's you like, know? 
someone who isn't a musician is like he's just being thorough but someone who's a drummer is like you're a fucking monster (laughs) (laughs) you are the worst person on the face of the earth (laughs) i okay anyway 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 yeah let's let's backtrack a little bit yeah 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 talking about the first vinnie vincent album yeah so vinnie um as far as visibility goes, if you go back to the late 70s, you can find Vinny working with a band called Treasure. Um, and you can get a hold of that stuff. You can find yeah. you can find that album uh, pretty easily on eBay mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Um, and it's not god-awfully priced. And Probably not. Pretty good album. Really? No. But... Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like on the level. It's like... Uh, one of those late seventies, early eighties, sort of like second and third tier metal bands, like mm. maybe Triumph. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of in that ballpark a See, little bit. Judging by the name, I was hearing like Rainbow in my head for some reason. Treasure. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. A little bit. A little, little bit. A little bit there. And then he he worked with a guy named Dan Hartman. It mm-hmm. was, I guess, sort of like adult contemporary. Fun, sort of uh, non, non, you know, metal. nothing, nothing really, nothing we're interested in. Yeah, nothing yeah. noticeably spectacular. Gotcha. About it, it's just like a dude that's like, remember that guy Tom Cochran? Yeah, life is a highway. It's kind of like that. <laughs> it's uh, just like non- that's treasure or. N- n- no, Dan Hartman. Okay, okay. Dan Hartman. It's kind of like, uh, it's just sort of this nondescript adult contemporary sort of stuff. Yeah. But, and then he got a job working for Happy Days as a staff writer. Yeah. He'd help write this, the, the music. I figured that came before <clears throat> all the bands. Happy Days was in like the seven, like early 70s, wasn't it? Well, it went it? all the way through the late late 70s. Yeah. Really? The thing oh, was okay. on for okay. a long time. Gotcha. So I'm not from late, too familiar. Later so. seasons, Richie's not even on the show. There's no Ron Howard. And, oh, yeah, know, it yeah. It shifts direction so much. It's just, it's weird. And then gotcha. Joni loves Chachi. And yeah, I knew that. All yeah, that yeah. shit. So, uh, and then the first thing that really puts him on the map is Kiss. Kiss. He joins yeah. Kiss in 1982. And didn't spend a lot of time in Kiss. Like what? Yeah, eight, like yeah. eighteen months. It wasn't even a full twenty-four months. Yeah. Um, I'd have to. I mean, I'd have to look it up to know what it was, but it's not even a full two years. Yeah. Which is weird because realistically, that's why we're talking about him right now. Yeah, eighteen months in one band, and we're like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he helps on Creatures of the Night. He has some co-writes on there, um, but he's not even playing on the whole album. Yeah, there's it's a combination of Vinny, a guy named Steve Ferris from a band called Mister Mister, Robin Ford, mm-hmm. play guitar on there. Um, Jimmy Jimmy Haslip from the Yellow Jackets is on really? is on that album. Eric doesn't even there's a song on there. Eric doesn't even play drums on. Weird. And on top of that, Eric plays bass on "I Still Love You." So it's this Creatures of the Night was this Did very. Did Kiss even record that album? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the here's the funny thing about Kiss. I mean, Kiss has done a lot. They've had a lot of ghost musicians yeah, yeah. play on the album. Anton Fig played on Dynasty and Unmasked. Peter's drumming is nowhere huh. on either of those two albums. That I'm not and they've had about. Alan, Alan Schwartzberg played drums on um, The Elder. Yeah, not the whole album, but they're on yeah, yeah. I. 
as Alan Schwartzberg or or Rick Derringer playing the first guitar, the guitar solo on Exciter on on Lick It Up, mm-hmm. you know, which which to me ultimately mentioning that specifically, I think the lead off track to Lick It Up is a song called Exciter. Yeah. So it was a big deal that Vinny was in the band and he was kind of, you know, a lot of people pin the metal on his chest for saving Kiss, and I do think. Might have something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he has something to do with it, but not he not unilaterally yeah. him. But I think it's indicative of how it was going to play out by the fact that the album that he's that he you know Vinny fans waved the banner for yeah. Vinny based on "Lick It Up." He didn't even play the first guitar solo on the album. Yeah, it's it it just why you know you know what yeah. I mean like why? that. That is indicative of the bigger picture, probably at the time. And in my opinion, I try not to, you know, I I, I fanboy over Vinnie Vincent a lot. You know I what I mean? Say. <laughs> <laughs> As I look around, this I, just, room. I just hung that one up. I know not that one's too got long Vinny ago. on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I fan I fanboy fangirl whatever you want to call it over Vinnie a lot, but at the same time, I try not to elevate him to like godlike status. Because I, I, I find that it helps when, when it comes to bands that I really like. If you can remember that they are people. Yeah, yeah. That it, give, it gives you a more realistic idea of what could be happen, happening from an internal standpoint when it comes to these with, bands. And with these guys, that's like half the battle is what's yes, going on yes. internally. And there's no way. There is no fucking way. You got it. Flat. <laughs> Flaccid bullshit. It's fine. Don't Just worry about move, it. Go ahead and move it. Go I'm ahead moving move. it. Go ahead. There we go. There Jake's, we go. Jake's microphone. There we go. It's constantly. It was just issue. slowly, like over the last like <laughs> ten minutes. It just moved like four inches, and I was like, ah, it kills me. It's gonna, it's gonna. There we go. There we go. Okay, there we go. What was I saying? What was I saying? Uh, internal dealings with Kiss because you got to remember they're people. Yes. yes. Yeah. There's no way. There's no fucking way you're gonna be able to convince me otherwise that all of the dudes in Kiss had. They're just a fucking bag of cats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they no, are, they're all fucking weird. They're all, all they're all fucking bizarre and weird and obsessive yeah. and and ad, ad, addictive personalities. They all have an addictive personality. Yeah. It just it's just you fucking are you? Uh, they seem to they be a, they seem to be a magnet for just odd right, people. Right? Yeah. If if anywhere else anywhere else in the world, you take all the guys from Kiss that have came and went from that band, you're literally looking at a halfway house. <laughs> Or at least like a like a like a clinical study. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta. We're gonna we're gonna put them in an assisted living complex because something's 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 the, weird. They're going to need help. <laughs> they're going to need help. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of those situations and, where you know, if fame and fortune weren't a part of it, they'd probably be crazy and homeless. <laughs> right, like, right, yeah. right, right. And the funny thing about it is, like, well, Bruce Kulick's normal. Bruce and Eric are the only ones. <laughs> no, no, I fucking love Bruce Kulick, but the fact that he was like, yeah, you give me enough money and I can deal with this, that's crazy in and of itself. That's kind of yeah, <laughs> that's, that's insane. Yeah, but. I I just ah, and I think for one of the worst offenders was wasn't even in the band a full two years like we're, <laughs> probably the worst offender <laughs> like let's be real when you think when you think about it too like 
just all the shit that he like we're we're literally talking about it 35 years later you know what he I mean? spent 18 like, months in the band <laughs> right. and didn't even record the albums that we think he recorded right. and in your head when you start to think about it he was like he must have just been a fucking tornado <laughs> like, the door opens i'm fitting <laughs> 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 chaos for days then you're gonna sign your tr- contract no <laughs> that's that's the one that's like why though yes but why yes can you imagine how much better off he'd be today if he just signed that fucking contract <laughs> he'd be getting royalties he'd be getting way more right it's just <sighs> i know there's so many things like I can't figure out if his playing is more interesting or his behavior is more interesting. I will go ahead and say. Or the fact say, that he was just in Kiss is more interesting. His playing is not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I like Vinny's, Vinny's band, the Vinny Vincent Invasion. Right. His solos are wanky bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So. Did you watch the instructional video? You've shown it to me before. Because it's just literally like 10 minutes of him. Just <laughs> it right. never stops. Right, right. Is wind him up and watching. I don't even see. I didn't ever even saw him stop and explain something. It's just ten minutes of a solo. <laughs> like, ugh. I uh, instructional video implies that you instruct something, <laughs> Vinny. Jeez, <laughs> it's not an instructional video. It's just a. It's it's, it's guitar porn. It's is what just, it is. It's just guitar assault. <laughs> That's yeah, that's a good way to put it. Give me your ears, because I'm going to fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Gu- guitar sexual assault. Right. Ah, no. I think what... The, the shitty thing about it is, and I know you and I have talked about this before, that as good of a... As good of a songwriter as he is, like we talk about his behavior, his bullshit, and yeah. his songwriting, on, like literally, they're the, on the same the footing. Same, the same, because <laughs> he's as like he's yeah. as weird as he is talented. Yes. I can't. Like, okay, let's so, get back to this timeline. Where we so at? Fucking bizarre. I mean, look at him. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, just, I know. Fucking look at him in that picture. He just like. He looks really weird with the with the onk. I think he looks more weird with the onk. It, en- it, 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 it enhances. Yeah, it makes him like ugh. because it's with the with the onk. His hair is all crazy. His he hair looks, isn't coiffy. He looks pseudo Asian. That's what's so. I think. Yeah, kind of. I can like, see that. I don't know. Like, I when I was watching that, the boys are going to rock. I did a like a play by play on the boys yeah. are going to rock video and. I, at one point, I wrote, "What is he? <laughs> you know, like, is he what, is, what is his background? Is he some kind of Asian? Like, did did his mother fuck a, a guitar dragon? And that's, <laughs> he like, is, that's he is half half person, half guitar dragon. <laughs> he is one fifty percent guitar dragon. <laughs> What's the guitar dragon? Well, I'm, I uh, half of him is what it looks like. Half of him is person." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway, timeline. Look it up. Creatures of the Night, A2. Look it up, A3. Uh, 
and it, I mean, you can go to other, you can go to Kiss Podcast to get all that shit ad nauseum. Oh yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so I don't, whatever. Some, some, even some, I think direct interviews. I think. Yeah, a you can. That's around. that's a relatively rich vein. Yeah. When it yeah. comes to information about the band, because we're not the only ones hunting. Hunting. No, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. There's other people doing a lot of legwork. Um, but I will say this: when it comes to lick it up. Street hustler comes up to me one day and I'm walking down the street minding my own business. Now he looks me up and he looks me down and he says, hey man, what be this and what be that and why you gotta look like that? And I just look, I kind of laugh and I say, hey man, I am the cool. I am the breeze. I have no idea what that was. All hell's breaking loose. I have no idea what that was. Hey, hey, have you read the news? Still don't know. It's the lyrics to All Hell's Breaking Loose. Is it? Off of Lick It Up. Why do you not know that song? I've never... Maybe without the music, I just didn't recognize it. Because <laughs> I've never heard those words. Huh. Weird. That's such a good song. Vinny has a, a writing... like. What's the word? Credit. Credit. I couldn't think of that fucking word. But he has a writing credit on every single song. I'm like, it up. He does. Yeah. Well, not every single song. All the ones on this one that I could see. I think, let me see it. Unless there's a second, a second page. I think there's a song that he didn't co-write. Let's look at this. Because I want to make sure. Because it could have swore. How many songs are on the album? Oh, there's a back. Is there a backside? I didn't see a backside. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then yeah, probably not. Fits like a glove. Okay. Fits like a glove and dance all over your face are the two songs. <laughs> 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 Which is funny because they're two of my favorite songs on yeah. the album. Yeah. Baby, I know it's a jungle out there. Well, if you can play it cool, I can play it debonair. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you were warm. But then there was an inner eye. That came out in 82. Then, baby, you were like rolling a dice. Did that come out in 82? 83? Look it up. Yeah. Uh, 83. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They re- The Creatures of the Night came out, I think it was the third week of, de- there's like second or third week of December <laughs> of 80, 82. And then they toured through the beginning of the year in 83, went to the studio towards like the summer mm-hmm. of 83. And, and that then, came out late eighty three. I think so. Oh my goodness, that's so fast. Oh yeah, it was a that's sink. It was because so it was a fucking sinking ship. Yeah, the turnout yeah. for Creatures of the Night, the tour. Yeah, Vinny's got a writing credit on all but two songs. Huh? Dance that all is. over your face and fits like a glove. I mean, fits like a glove. A lot of people say that's a fucking awful song. <clears throat> Where are we at historically? Because we need to get back to this timeline. We got way distracted. Sorry, I'm fascinated with I know, this album. I know, it's okay. Anyway, I was looking at This is my, which version? Of, this is my regular version, okay. I got the Record Club edition and look it up, and I, I listen to that more than this one. Anyway, yep. there it is. That so wig, we're at 82. The wig, the wig he's wearing on the cover is so weird. It's bad. He looks like a, a hair metal version of Tony Danza. Um, <laughs> so, 82, is that when he officially joins the band? Yeah. Lick It Up comes out? Late 82. Okay. Yeah, that's when they're working on Creatures of... They use the Creatures of the Night sort of recording sessions to sort of audition people. Yeah. yeah. You played a great solo. You want to be in the band? 
<laughs> weird that they picked him out of everybody they could yeah because they could have had bob kulik and i'm sure they would have been infinitely or happy yeah know, much more happier yeah. with bob but bob didn't have hair and that was a big deal i mean that's that's kind of a deal breaker and at that had, point in time he had a mustache but i'm like you guys are gonna fucking be wearing wigs constantly in 20 years anyway what's yeah. what's the problem <clears throat> anyway because i want to talk about the vinnie vincent invasion yeah we're get, we still got we still got a doesn't he have another album with Kiss I thought I thought no. he was oh no he did just, just touring work on Creatures of the Night and then look, look it, it up. up and then he was gone oh wow okay yeah damn I think he might have had just a tad bit of like pre production work on Animal Eyes yeah but nothing significant okay I, I, Animal Eyes and Lick It Up to me always gets like blurred because. They look so similar between those two tours mm. because of like, I don't know, they're just back to like the bright color 80s, no makeup stuff. Yeah, they. <clears throat> the only difference is Animalize is a lot of like leopard print. <laughs> That's the it only is. difference. Yeah, there's a bunch of leopard print. They got <laughs> real flashy on Asylum. Yeah. Real fucking flashy. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Vinnie Vincent Invasion, <clears throat> the self titled album, 86. Yeah. Which you like that album. I like both of those albums a lot. I like both of any Vincent Invasion albums. I think I think All Systems Go is, is Oh, it's a it's a it's a way better album. <clears throat> just because they've you can tell they've reined him in a bit. Yes. Because that first album is just Wankery. Who he's all over the place on he that is. first album. When you when t- the okay. All right, so we need to talk. We need to do like a play-by-play of the boys are going to rock video. Okay, don't. I mean, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not right now. Obviously, I've not even watched it. So, um, but the most interesting thing <clears throat> coming out of the release of that album is that Robert Fleischman, the former Journey singer, yeah, is the singer on the album. Yeah, but Mark Slaughter is doing the video and the tour. <laughs> so Weird. it's super strange to hear Robert Fleischman coming out of Mark Slaughter's mouth. Yeah. It's super weird to see that. I bet that. he probably didn't enjoy that either. I bet oh, he was no. very upset. No, I'm it. sure it was like, this sucks. Yeah. This sucks really bad. But I mean, it was a good break for Mark did Slaughter. Did he get to do the second album or do they still <clears throat> go with that? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Slaughter's on the second album. And I. I will say this, as good of a singer as Mark Slaughter is, yeah. because I think he's phenomenal. Yeah. Especially once him and Dana Strum got to Slaughter. Yeah. Huge band, did amazing for themselves. They've had a great career, that sort of thing. I do think that Robert Fleischman sits... He's really, really good. ...a little more comfortably in that range than what... Mark does. He's really, really good. <laughs> yes, he is. He's like Rob Halford good. Yeah. You can't be in Journey and not be really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he wrote Will in the Sky. Will in the Sky keeps them tied down. <laughs> I fucking love Journey. I've seen Journey more than I've seen any band live. Oh, really? I've seen Journey four times. Neil Sean. It's good stuff. More like Neil Schlong. I don't know where that's going. He's rumored to have a huge dingus. I mean, good for him. So is Peter Chris. Peter Chris, I got a fucking thirteen inch dick. That's gross. <laughs> I mean, he, he needs something going for him because he looks like I don't know. He looks like a melting old woman most of the time. So <laughs> <laughs> melting he looks old like woman, a melting saggy old woman. What? 
What? I'm just saying, man. <laughs> That's the worst thing you've ever said. I mean, <laughs> can't win them all, man. What? He just looks like like if Paul McCartney was an old woman is what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> just, hey, man. Um, I call him like I see him. Anyway, anyway. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So, Vinny Vincent Invasion, the self-titled album released. How did it do? I have it written down. Oh, yes. Tell me. Right here. Hmm. Uh, released 86. Um, uh, I looked on Wikipedia. Occasionally, yeah. I look at Wikipedia just to see. Just to see. Just it's to not see. always a credible source. And it was real fucky. Um <laughs> But it looks like the album was released. Wikipedia says August, and then Billboard says November. So, hmm. what okay. the fuck ever, dude? Um, it makes more sense if it was August if they were working on it during Christmas. Yeah, like, from yeah. the previous year. But anyway, um, peaked at number sixty-four. Oh wow! That's on pretty the Billboard two hundred, s- bottomed out at one fifty-six, topped out at twenty-nine weeks on the charts. Wow. So check this out too. Okay. Uh, sixty-five on Billboard at that time was the Smith was the Smithereens. Really? Yeah. There's that, uh, especially for you. So huh. just, just food for thought. Also, more food for thought. That this band did not chart higher than Black Dahlia Murder. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Black Dahlia Murder is real good. I was, try- I was trying. I was trying to figure out. I tried to get the information of like first week sales. Yeah, um, and I couldn't find anything. Mm. So they obviously they weren't sound scam wasn't happening. At oh that yeah, time, clearly, obviously. So you can only go by what the the chrysalis would have shipped. Yeah, at that time. So uh, probably more uh, than nowadays because of you know digital and such. But, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. if. Uh, it's like I need to get these albums, like physicals. You don't have them? No, I t- my record collection is the worst. Four, it's four records. It's four records, and one of them is a Sesame Street record. Nope, nope. It's uh two Nazareth albums, uh, a Blues Brothers album, and uh, is it Blue Hawaii, Blue something by Elvis. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's Blue it. Christmas. Is it Blue Christmas? That's what uh, it is. Uh, it's on Blue Christmas. Uh, it's on Blue Vinyl. Is all I know. Blue. Yeah, that's all I got. That's it. And then all my Victrola records that are like a hundred years old. Fascinating. I, I just got to come over and look at it. It's sitting there. Fascinating. It is fascinating. All right. Anyway, number sixty three was Berlin. Uh, yeah. Count three and pray. By the way. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, and I wrote the top three down too. Yeah. Just kind of. Just kind of. Yeah. Just give you a little bit of a, a sort of idea of the the <clears throat> the landscape. Uh, Boston, Third Degree was one. Okay. Two was Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet. Oh, fuck yeah. Three was True Colors by Cindy Lauper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. So we got a band that's in the ballpark. Yeah. At number two. And like kind of a, they're also kind of, you know, Vinnie Vincent Invasion, <clears throat> first album, relatively unknown because of, you know, Vinnie wasn't in Kiss very long. Mm-hmm. It's like Kiss fans might know him, but probably may have already forgotten at that point. <laughs> because you know, there's 800 members in Kiss at some point. So. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah, but I thought I just the album from a the album from like an industry standpoint, it's really interesting because it was produced by Dana Strum, the bass player, mm-hmm. and Vinny. 
Yeah, yeah, which is weird. So they didn't they didn't get an outside producer, which I think was a bad idea. Yeah, I mean they got an outside recording tech because they, they they said they had a guy in the studio recording help stuff, with engineering work. That means yeah. Vinny and this guy like like went back in and mixed and mastered stuff. And yeah, like, well Dana 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 had a lot to do. Dana is a kind of guy you want in your band. Oh yeah, yes, because he knows. He knows a lot of the industry shit. Yeah. Dana, uh, Dana's been credited with a lot of the ability to punch, punch in, punch in, punch out, punch in and punch out of a take very seamlessly. Never ever occurred to me that that was a thing that had to have been done. Yeah. In those those days. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was always digital because that's my generation. So, yeah. The interesting thing about it is that, uh, the guitar solos on there, it's not necessarily comped takes yeah. in the sense they're cutting four bars from this one, yeah, a couple yeah. bars from another one. They would literally they would cut it, and they would listen back to it and go, we can fix that part. Yeah. So they punch, punch Vinny in, in blah, 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 yeah. and they punch out real quick. And like they're doing that all over the fucking And that's record. why it sounds very odd in places. Well, I think there's there's a um you remember those speak and speak and spell? The cow says, and you just pull the thing. <laughs> well, there's that. Those, oh, that's C and say. Excuse me. The, the speak and spell is the thing where you 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 type it in and then it spits it out. Back yeah, it, to says, you. it says it to you. Where it's yeah, very yeah. robotic and very like disjointed sounding. It's like when you hear like uh, like a voicemail or mach- like machine say the person's like, name, like GPS. GPS yes. is the one that's yeah, real bad. Yeah, yeah, There's some of the some of the leads on there are like that. There's a couple times where it's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's very jarring here and there. Like, what the fuck is going on? I I think Dana's ability to do that. Plus, Dana's Dana's very good at the business side of the music business. Yeah, he's which guy. is the hard side of the music it business. Is. Yeah, yeah. Dana Dana was good at sort of the administrative yeah. side of the business. And he's like, like I said, he's a dude you want in your band. Yeah. That's why he's part of the reason slaughter did so off. well. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't on just on the, the, the quality of Mark's voice, his guitar yeah. playing and his, his songwriting, that sort of thing. Dana had a lot to do. He with, knew how to, he knew which strings to pull. Yes. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and it's, it's interesting that, because Dana was still very young, yeah, at that point, but he had been able to sort of wedge himself in successfully. That must be just way. what a gift, <laughs> just to know how to do it. Well, the, the the it's funny, you know, you know what I mean. You you say you say that with like a man, I wish sort yeah. of sort of feeling to yeah. it because you've been in bands with fucking retards. <laughs> Yeah. You, you, you know you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's like that makes it he's like he's like I fucking found a pearl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like is the Keep like, him, keep him cold. He's fucking keep him warm at night. He's, he's a unicorn. <laughs> what do you want for catering? Yeah, whatever you whatever you need, buddy. We got you. We got a chair. We gotta make him happy. <laughs> keep him happy. Yes. We need him. Dana Strum is one of those guys. It's just I think Dana, the success of Vinnie Vincent Invasion, I would, <clears throat> Vinny, Vinny wrote some good songs. Obviously, Absolutely. Yeah. But Vinny unchecked is a very bad thing. He very. just, there's literally a song, I forget which song it is on Vinny Vision, Vinny Vincent Invasion one, where like, <laughs> there's supposed to be like an outro. And he's just soloing over it. It's soloing over it. It's soloing over it to the point where you can just feel it. You can just feel that they were like, 
should we stop him? Like, we should we should stop him. And somebody somebody was like, we can't stop him. Right. And so they literally just took all the faders and just slowly dropped it. So it just it just fades out on a guitar. <laughs> exactly, it just fades out on a guitar solo that is in no way slow slowing down. Like the beat's still fucking going, and like the bass is still going, and he's just shredding. You can tell the, the guy in the studio was just like, "Nah, girl," and just like drags all the sliders down, and you can just hear it. You can just hear how that was not supposed to go like that. When the the when you read Bobby Rock's blog, yeah. Yeah. They talked a little bit what like the guitar setup was out in the tracking room. Yeah. The wall. A wall of, of marshals. Yeah. yeah. They had a fan put on the head. Oh, they, 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 they had to set the, the heads upright right. in a semicircle with an oscillating fan because they were going for... There were so many of them in such right. a small space that they, they were getting too hot. The, the, the most interesting thing about that first album and his, <sighs> oh, his guitar me. tone, his non-rhythm guitar yeah, tone, yeah. his lead tone... You can hear it's a good tone. It's a fantastic tone. It's it's a really, yeah. really good tone. And he's able to do some weird shit like that weird thing he does with his volume knob and yeah. stuff like that. It's it's neat, but to me, the the bigness of what they described mm-hmm. in the studio did not make it to tape. No, they specifically said it didn't. They they had to Go back and re-record so many things. They said that they they re-record rhythm tracks too. So when they had to, because they changed the drums so much that things weren't starting to line up. Mm-hmm. So it was well, how they were doing it. They had to uh, the second time they went back to re-record everything. They didn't get the same studio space they had before, mm-hmm. and they didn't have as much time to set everything up. So everything was a little more hastily done. Yeah, the second time. Be nice if we had if the original tapes. Yeah, yeah, were available even if rough mixes. Yeah, I think you'd be. I don't know. I think it's interesting. But anyway, anyway, Dana Strum. Um, one of the neatest things about that album um, under Vinny, <clears throat> there's a little credit section mm-hmm. on the back on the inner the, sleeve. Thanks to whatever. Yeah, uh, under Vinny's it says, "quote Okay, I'm quoting. Yeah. No pedals or outboard gear used anywhere on this album. That's not a good thing. Don't be proud of that. <laughs> Which there was some pedals used. Oh, were there? You know what I mean? I I think he's I think he's talking about like bass pedals, Ooh, like the floor pedals. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Troy Sanders from Mastodon uses uh, them. Like Rush has yeah. the organ pedals. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. Um, that sort of thing. I don't think that's what he meant. I think that's what he meant. I think he meant he there was no effects pedals used, which is probably A, a lie. <laughs> and B, if it's not, don't be proud of that. <laughs> Sometimes you need a little bit of boost, man. He does. He does. Re- I do reverb with my fingers. I mean... I only go so far. <laughs> like, sometimes you need a little, you need a little extra oomph in there. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I think it's funny. And then, it's food for thought too. He was. They were managed by George Suet at that uh, time. I'm not familiar with that name. Uh, George Suet, kind of. An, I don't know if you would call him like an industry big wig. Yeah. At least not anymore. But for a while, he was like a guy. But he went on to take Who care. What's he done? Ace and Peter. Oh, <laughs> uh, eight, wait, Ace and Peter? Mm-hmm. N- mm, I don't think that's, 
Mm. <laughs> that's not nearly a feather in your cap as uh, much as that's what I'm saying. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So I wish I wish I wish Peter and Ace would do a weird thing that like that uh Michael Anthony and Sammy Hagar did. <laughs> they just what? Sammy Hagar and Michael Anthony uh formed a band called The Other Half. And, oh yeah, and yeah, just yeah. played Van Halen songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I wish they would do the same thing and just do the other half of Kiss and play Kiss songs badly. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> really badly. It'd be great. It'd be fine. I think Peter Chris, he's just better off being a singer. To be honest with you, really? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I don't think he's particularly that good of a drummer. No, but I also don't think he's that particularly good of a singer. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe. He only sang. Beth, didn't he? No, he's got a hint. He's got a... Does, I'm, uh, I just know he sang Beth. Um, I know we didn't write Beth, <laughs> but I know he sang Beth. Okay, first album, Black Diamond, Hotter Than Hell, Mainline on Hotter Than Hell, and... So he did do a couple. Dress to Kill, Get Away... Hmm. Are these like lead vocals or just like doing Yeah, some... lead vocals. Oh, wow. Destroyer, Beth, Rock and Roll Over, Baby Driver, Hard Luck Woman, Love Gun, Hooligan, uh, Alive 2, Nothing. Good. <laughs> the solo album, <laughs> Dynasty, Dirty Living, Nothing on Unmasked. Oh, wow. He did way more than I thought he did. <clears throat> yeah. Huh. Yeah. I might be missing something in there. It's fine. I'll take your word for it. That's way more than I thought. Now I'm thinking about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Vinny. Move on. Vinny. Yeah. Move on. Move on. I'm like pushing you. Anyway, I, I don't know. And I, I, t- to me, I think when, when you stand All Systems Go beside uh, the first album, I think All Systems Go is just an infinitely better album. It's a better album. It's, it's a much it's, better. It's because he's reeled in. Like most bands, a lot of bands have this, I've noticed. Um, Protest the Hero being like a really good example of first album is look how fucking good we are. Mm-hmm. Second album, look how good of a song we can write. Right. <laughs> that's right. a lot th- of bands fall into th- that. I think that's the thing about Vinny. I think that's the thing about him as a as a musician is that he has to have a regulator. Yeah. Because he needs when, to ring, when, him in. when you leave the throttle wide open, it is just stupid. Yeah. Just stupid. And you can see it on that instructional video. Yeah, it's where well, he's just standing there for like 10 minutes. It's noise. It's just it's just uh like hand warm-ups as fast as you can yeah. is all it is. Yeah, 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 there's no soul to that playing no. whatsoever. I think it, that's t- to me that's unfortunate because because there's so much potential there. He's very good. Yeah, I think he's probably in his sense, and probably in a professional sense, he's absolutely his worst enemy. There's there's a, a something around that that uh, Bobby Rock inter, uh, blog, I guess, where he was talking about like he he says that no one really knows how good Vinny is unless you record with him mm-hmm. or know him because mm-hmm. he's like he's so just shred when mm-hmm. he plays for albums and he's like he has so much more that he can do that yeah he just doesn't do it yeah there's stories of I've heard people talk about it when they were when they were torn with Iron Maiden yeah on the the, the touring cycle for the first album they were torn with Maiden and like Adrian and Dave would be backstage like watching Vinny play and they'd be like 
like Vinny be playing these amazing blues licks. Yeah. And they were like, why don't you do that? And he's like, because it's, it's not hard. It's not my thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm mean, like, what the fuck? Seriously? <laughs> like, it's just, it's kind of like Gary, Gary Moore is a perfect example of a lead guitarist that knows when to not be a fucking a wank off. A wank off. You know? <laughs> Gary, Gary Moore is the, the absolute best at that. And maybe even Michael Shanker too. Mm-hmm. Michael Shanker would be a good example, at least from that sort of like peer group. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know? that time yeah. frame. Cause yeah. I always think that when you think of Vinnie Vincent, you have to think in post Eddie Van Halen revolution. Oh, that does terms. change things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Randy Rhodes too. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I think Vinnie is more akin to Randy than he is Eddie. Oh yeah! Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Eddie had some soul, some dirt. He did in there. Yeah. yeah, Eddie. Eddie knows how to. Eddie really liked those whammy bar dives and it's like getting some, getting some dirt in there. I like. I like. <laughs> Sorry, you're good. I just want to. I just want to bring it up. I want to bring it up when when Van Halen played the Us Festival. I mm-hmm. think it was '83. I think. Anyway, at that point, so. it was the, it was the largest payout, <laughs> really, for a band to headline yeah. a festival ever. At that point, oh, wow. something like three or four million dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but uh, but the the neat thing about the the best thing about that entire show, like it's a great show. Yeah, they come out and I think they open up with "Take Your Whiskey Home." That's an odd one, yeah. Or well, maybe, in that time period, like maybe the, some of the big ones hadn't come out yet in that time. Maybe so. Romeo Delight. I don't. I don't know. But whatever they open up the show with, there's a point when Dave is supposed to be singing. Yeah, and you just hear him go, "Oh my God, I forgot the fucking words," <laughs> and the crowd just goes, "Yeah, yeah," and <laughs> kills me. the The thing about, and I think that's a good example of what went wrong with Vinny. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's no fucking sense of humor. Oh, yeah, he takes it too serious whatsoever. And I feel like th- his shit could have used that. Oh yeah, some 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 some, some light heartedness. Black Dahlia murder it up a bit. Yes. Like, have some fun with it, man. You're <laughs> yes. doing what you love. Yes, yeah. yes, I get. And it's, I mean, it's ultimately, it's so just like so fucking serious. Yeah, you're like, I'm a fucking guitar player, and it's really hard uh, to take. That, especially nowadays, maybe less so then, it's hard to take that particular genre of... Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so flamboyant, I yeah. think is a good word. Yeah. Because I think Kiss... I, th- I think... The- if Kiss wasn't Kiss, it would still be hard to be like... <laughs> like, it would still be uh, like a little difficult to be palatable. Yes. With the be like, it's so off-putting if they didn't have such a legacy at this yes, point. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, I think that... The, I think it's the folly. I think it's the folly of a lot of bands from that generation mm-hmm. that they di- they did not. J- just like I was talking about with Van Halen, they they took themselves so fucking seriously, and a lot of the yeah. bands the ba- the bands that did have a you know like a an idea of to be self deprecating to have have the ability to laugh about things like that. Those were the bands that really skyrocketed into yeah. into the stratosphere. Fucking Def Leppard. Oh yeah, you know, Def Leppard. All kinds of. You weird watch shit. them in like the Armageddon video, and yeah. they're fucking laughing and dicking around. Bon Jovi, the living bon on a Jovi. the living on a prayer video. They're fucking laughing about being on these strings and being you know yeah, like yeah. Peter Pan across the stage and stuff like that. But when you watch fucking 
the, like the Vinnie Vincent, like that, the ashes to ash or the boys are going to rock video. Yeah. The boys are going to rock video. They're so just like, you know, yeah. we're going to fucking rock. You know, there's little snippets of like Mark Slaughter making like the check out how hard we rock, you know, face. <laughs> yeah. It's just, there's like a little bit of that in there. And that is so out of place yeah. to the rest of the video. Cause he knew, he knew how that was supposed to go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like they're running against probably their it's natural like, instincts. It's like he has the point. black metal mindset. Of just yeah, like yeah. I have to be fucking as yeah. serious as I act yeah, at all absolutely. times. You absolutely. don't see Behemoth fucking pounding around ever, right? <laughs> 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 fucking, I always think of a, a bot. Yeah, <laughs> like when you get when you set him down for an interview, like oh my god, like, like dude, take a fucking <laughs> breath. Like, <laughs> he's so just. <laughs> He's just constantly joking around. He's not taking the interview seriously. And yeah. then you you butt that up against like a guy like Gall. Who is just fucking <laughs> stoic asshole. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's what makes a bot so good. So much more cool. It's kind of like like I get it. He's like, I know it's ridiculous. Yes. Like I get yes. it. Yeah. Yes. But it makes me money and it's fun. Right. So <laughs> I just don't oh God, it's the folly of so many bands from that generation. It's, it's like the, the the videos of a bot with <clears throat> Deaf Heaven and they're like sitting around having drinks and beers and like they're all like dad mode with their coffee hair and, oh, yeah. and like khaki pants yeah. and he's just all yeah. fucking black leather and corpse paint. It's just like <laughs> he gets it. He gets it. Yeah, like. it's uh, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I just, I just can't with them. Sometimes I love it. I love it. It's important for bands to have a fucking sense of humor. Even Danzig. Danzig has a fucking oh, sense fuck of yeah. humor yeah. about being Danzig. Like he's the most serious guy I can think of. Really? Like it's just like Doyle has a fucking. Seems he did that fucking pita vegan cooking. Yeah, you know, video a while back. Like funny, dude. Every interview, every interview Doyle does, Doyle's fucking funny. Yeah, because he's so like, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I'm Doyle. (laughs) What are you gonna do? Tell him something he doesn't like, (laughs) or break you in half? (laughs) Fuck you. Get out my face. I, anyway, I, I don't know. I don't, if we keep talking about it, I'm going to get agitated. We'll be alright. It doesn't really matter if we live or die. What keeps us going is this fire inside, and I know. 